old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million is up for grabs. Get all the details at CircaSports.com. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Old-fashioned football. Welcome, welcome to old-fashioned football. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J Mark. You can find me on Twitter at J Mark Football. We got a very important episode to talk to you about today. But before I get to that, I want to bring in my co-host on the pod and in life. You can find her on Twitter at J Mark's Wifey. You can call her Mur Mur. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Justin. It's been a crazy week, crazy weekend. It has been crazy. But I'm doing great. We apologize for being a day late and a dollar short, but Kids we are here. wear you out on top of <laughs> all of the responsibilities that we put off for kids over the weekend. Right. <laughs> I think I'm today, what is today? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I am just now feeling back to like 100% after the weekend. I still feel exhausted myself, but that's just me. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun. We had we our niece and nephew. Took them to the Science yes, Center. Yes, the Science Center of Iowa, where we, and them, we all learned that one year on Uranus is 84 <laughs> Earth years. Funny to us. It will be funny to Aiden, and he'll he'll use yes. that bit of information in a couple more years, probably. <laughs> he will. One year on Uranus. Yeah, learned about the planets. Also learned that apparently you build a better rocket than I do, paper rocket. Yes, so, they had a rocket exhibit. You built your own rocket and launched it. Aiden and I were on a team and our rocket. The whole time we're building it, because he was on my team and not Uncle Justin's <laughs> team, he's like, Uncle Justin's rocket is going to be better because everything <laughs> Uncle Justin does is like gold. Everything you Naturally. touch is gold. Everything you do is 100% perfection to him. And I'm building this amazing rocket with him. And he's just saying, Uncle Justin's is going to win. Uncle Justin's rocket is going to win. Our rocket won. Now, I don't want to blame our three-year-old niece, but her creative input was just not very good. And <laughs> she made some alterations that, that did harm our rocket's flight efficiency, as in mushing the tip of the rocket a little bit. But oh, Did you not see the tip <laughs> of our rocket? Miranda, this is the excuse I'm using for losing. Um, I would never blame Toby, but it's the excuse I'm using to blame of why I lost to you. But I'm just saying, it, it's not that. That's <laughs> oh, not the okay, reason. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's, anyway. it's July. Can you believe it's July? It's not just July. It's almost mid-July. Yeah. Meaning that drafts will probably be getting scheduled. Now, you might not draft in July, but mm-hmm. there's going to be conversation of what week do we want to do it in August. We're getting emails 
already about keepers in several of our leagues. Yeah. We haven't sent, have we sent ours out, Justin? I sent the spreadsheet out. We okay. have not demanded <laughs> keepers yet. No. No, we're not demanding yet. But now is when your league owners, which we run a league together, but if we're being honest, Justin does the behind the scenes work on it. Thank you. <laughs> you keep track of our spreadsheet and the players for people. But you should be getting, if you're in those keeper leagues, you should be getting those spreadsheets or at least getting communicated to start thinking about your keepers. In fact, that's what we're going to talk about next week. How to determine who to keep and for how long if you're in a league like ours that lets mm-hmm. you keep them for multiple years. We're going to kind of be breaking that down and we're going to go down our rosters kind of and say like why we're planning Which on... Which I kind of don't like. I know you don't, but it's okay. <laughs> like... It's the Not because I don't want to share with our listeners, but because some of our listeners are in our league <laughs> and it's giving them insider information because if I knew what you were going to keep, it might influence what I keep. Or if I know oh, what players sure. of yours are going to hit the market. Well, we're this is all going to be, you know, we're <laughs> thinking about keeping this person or that person. Okay. Nothing is decided. It's that we're thinking. We'll do it that way. I can just imagine Nick Fortune every time he listens to us just taking notes specifically (laughs) on how to ruin me, but that's just... (laughs) I I can see it now. Yeah, we got plenty of fantasy football stuff left leading up to the season, especially Mm -hmm. getting you ready for your auction drafts like we're going to today. We got a lot of whiskey stuff coming up too. We do. Starting tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. We've been excited about this one for a while. We will have 10th Mountain Whiskey on the show with us. We'll be releasing a whiskey, not instead of Whiskey Wednesday. Thursday, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Whiskey Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) That will be fun. Whiskey any day of the week is Mm -hmm. okay in my book. But yeah, that will be fun. We're uh, in working on planning with the Foundry for Foundry Part 2. If you remember our first episode with them, if you don't, go back and listen to it because it was great. And then uh, Luke from Ace Spirits, we're going to be getting him scheduled at some point in July or August. He was nice enough to contribute that bottle, which the the winner, Danny, did not get it today, but did get the notification from UPS that they tried to make a delivery. What is Danny doing? Well, she complained (laughs) that they didn't knock. However, she also said she has a sign on her door that says something of like remote worker do not knock. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they just don't left you the think sticker. if she knew it was going to be delivered today, she should have. Well, she didn't. No. Okay. She in fact couldn't figure out what it was. She said she because I was letting her know if you haven't gotten it, you know, by end of this week, let me know. I'll do a follow up, all that stuff. And uh, apparently, she said she had asked her dad and her son what the heck they ordered that <laughs> was getting delivered <laughs> that had to be signed for. And I said, well, it's it's probably the whiskey then. And then, she, yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, duh. So mystery solved. Hopefully she takes that do not knock sign down tomorrow and she pays attention. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, before we keep going, what are we drinking today? Well, Justin, we are drinking Penelope Bourbon Barrel Strength Toasted Series and there's more (laughs) this is the rocky mountain select that we got in colorado yes i'm excited about that one this one i've heard a lot about penelope's toasted series and then to get the barrel strength and the limited rocky mountain series we'll probably never get this bottle again probably not unless we go back to colorado and buy it not because it's i'm not saying oh this isn't good we haven't actually tried it on its own yet it's a regional like you have to be allocated bottle yes um (laughs) 
but I'm very excited about it. And uh, do you know what else I'm excited about? What are you excited about, Justin? The Circus Sports Contest. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor are back. 14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Circa Millions is just five NFL picks against a spread each week. The Circus Survivor is just a different money line winner each week. Enter in Vegas, but play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there the last weekend in August. I apologize. We will not be. We're already traveling three weeks in August. We are not going to be going to Vegas, unfortunately. Circusports.com has all the details. Circusports.com. Miranda, what would you do if you won $14 million? Travel, Justin. Pay our debts. <laughs> travel. There you go. Retire. Uh, <laughs> retire. There all of my work listeners. I love it. I would be retiring. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> so you better hope she does not win. Love it. Noah, on the NFL Gambling Pod, Moneyline Mac asked me what I would do. And the first thing that just popped to my mind, he thought it was going to be by the Bears franchise, which is an excellent answer. But that was not my answer. My answer was open my own distillery. We would have our own whiskey. I mean, why not? <laughs> there you go, Justin. Retire. Retire. <laughs> Retire, invest, pay debts. And have a Do distillery. whatever the hell we want. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Well... This, this is crazy because it wasn't quite a year ago because it this was not our first ever old-fashioned football episode. It was our but second it was, ever. But... It was our second ever? Yes. Oh, my God. We are coming up on the year yeah. shortly Later here. this month. Mm-hmm. It's the 22nd, I believe. Which is insane. It is. But anyway, just about a year ago, we covered the Ten Commandments of Auction League Fantasy Football. I'm sorry, the what? Ten the Ten Commandments of Auction Fantasy Football. <laughs> that, you mean? Yes, that. <laughs> and I know during the season, we kind of made some addendums to that. You and I took a look at all of that because I feel like some of the priorities changed. And the order, we do have some of the important ones towards the top of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Um, We also combined a couple and we... We changed what our addendums were. One of the addendums, we moved to a commandment because yes. it is absolutely important. And I, you didn't really trust me trust or believe <laughs> me on it, but I have fully convinced you. So we did make it a, one of the 10. I have to say that uh, on the record, that is correct. I was not fully on board, but looking at these numbers that we're going to get into, have some data written down. It's insane. It I really also, is insane. Okay. We'll it's get to it, It's not just that. I showed you. Yeah, no, I know. My six, Like, I went back yeah. to previous draft years, and like I'm just like, see? I fucking auto-drafted I? Rob Gronkowski for 50-some dollars, but it was his best fantasy football season ever, and I won. So that's not exactly that. how <laughs> it went for you. <laughs> well, I guess. As magazines okay. flew and but no, tears We're going to get shed. into these, and we're going to go over them. Because these are, I wouldn't say, they are, they're the Ten Commandments. They will help you win your fantasy auction draft. Yeah. Or fantasy auction league. I would say, I think you're right the first time because anything can happen in the season. But if you kind of follow along with these, you'll walk away kind of winning your draft. You'll be happy. What you do from from there and how you manage like your players, your start sits, your waivers, obviously listen to us because we will try to give you advice on that mm-hmm. on all of that but what you do from there is up to you but i do think you're you're kind of more accurate at, to start there that this is what's going to help you win your draft yes 
which doesn't always translate to winning your league. That's my only point. <laughs> I can tell you, Justin, do you know how many times we've looked at the drafts and like ESPN or Sleeper will say like the prediction of who would be number one, who would win? Yeah. Based it, on just the draft. Yeah. It's do you know how many right. times? I know. It's rarely right because it matters what you do in the season. <laughs> but do you know how many times you've looked at it and like, oh, you had the best draft? Me? Oh, yeah. No, I've no, no. Me. You've looked at that information <laughs> and told that me <laughs> that I had the best draft. I don't recall this ever happening. I do. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. The last time specifically was the 2020 draft. We were staying... At my parents' cabin home. Because we were uh, in between homes. Yeah. We had just bought this house. Typical Bears fan bringing up the, the past. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Let's get started. Let's jump into these Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments of Fantasy Football Auction Drafts. Do you, would you like to take number one here? Yeah, I would. I'm I mean, passionate about it. We say number one. Again, these aren't like necessarily a ranking. The first but... commandment. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do not... I repeat, do not auto draft. We yeah. move that up to number one. It's not; these aren't necessarily ranked, but we're like, this is just important. If you're gonna do an auction draft, be present, or find somebody to replace you because nobody wants to draft when somebody's on auto draft because yeah. the auto draft will automatically bid up a player to their value. You can't get any deals. Right. It messes up everybody's draft strategy. It's not okay. It's not cool. Don't do it. Yeah, and. You know, we work with our the people in our leagues of like, hey, what times work for you? So I get if somebody just sets a random time and you're like, I, there's no way I can make that work. But most league managers, they work with people in there, show up, it, be mm -hmm. respectful to your league mates. Exactly. Like, so this kind of goes in for all of you league managers, commissioners. It, don't set your people up to be on auto draft. Right. It get is your input. responsibility to schedule. When your entire league can draft. Yes, I agree. And yeah, the auto draft, it, it does. It messes everything up when everybody's going for their max amount because auto draft is just bidding, bidding, bidding. And at the same time, you don't want auto drafted because it really messes up the balance of your team. Mm -hmm. It'll me And even more than that, it will mess up your keepers for the next year. Yeah, true. It like it's going to because you are going to spend the max for every player unless people don't bid against the player, you know. Right. But auto draft is going to pick the next best available and they're going to bid and bid and bid until they reach that value. So even if you would have spent more, you won't get in a right. player that you would have spent more on. And if what'd you call me? More on. <laughs> <laughs> and if you wanted to get, if you had a max that you would have spent for somebody, auto draft doesn't care about that. Auto draft is going to pay the value. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. So it just messes up everything and it's going to be hard for you for keepers for the following year. Agreed. Agreed. Before we get into this other one, Miranda, would you like to tell people if they, if they don't want to jump right into the auction stuff right away and they just want to get some best ball stuff done, you want to tell them where they could do that? Absolutely, because we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There are so many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. 
head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. And if you are doing that, just know that it does help us and it helps SGPN and we would not be here without SGPN. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback. Now back to old-fashioned football. Speaking of not being here, I mean, we talked about we're almost to our year. Mm -hmm. Thank you to all the listeners that have been with us from the beginning. Welcome to all the new ones, too, but thanks for those that have been here since the beginning. Um, We obviously would not be able to continue doing this if it wasn't for your guys' support, so your guys' and gals. So it means a lot to us. We have a lot of female listeners, Justin. We do. The, the, The trends say it to be true. Um, I, th- I need some WD-40 on this uh, mic stand. <laughs> I, I move it back and forth by habit. Something that I kind of learned, I guess, being on the pod with CJ and Colby. They do that a lot, and I don't know, you mimic. But anyways, yeah, it squeaks a lot. Let's talk about number two, or just the next one on our list. And we're not going to, not everybody's going to agree on what this exactly is, but... Nobody's going to agree. Nobody's going to agree. <laughs> Plan your draft budget by position. Go ahead and kind of write down going into the draft like I don't want to go over X amount of dollars for running backs or X amount of dollars for wide receivers. And if you don't want to be too, I guess, uh, dependent on that, just say I don't want to go over X for my top wide receiver, top running back. But I do it by position. We kind of broke this down, didn't we? We did. So... (laughs) If and you've been and it is different, I think, for both of us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I kind of did, too, because my I planned a budget if I got Travis Kelsey at his value. <laughs> right. Which is $58 right now. Because everyone knows it should be no surprise that I'm going after a top tight end. My ideal tight end to have drafted is obviously going to be Travis Kelsey. Valued at $58, that's over... 25% of my budget of a $200 budget. So you want me to go through this? Like just break it down? Break it down by position if you can. Or- if I got, and this is all dependent. My draft revolves every year around the tight end position and what I spend to get my tight end. And if I have an idea of on, on the other positions, but it can fluctuate. And I've done that for you guys. I would be happy getting Travis Kelsey through Mark Andrews. I'm getting one of the top four. Travis Kelsey is at $58. Mark Andrews is valued at $28. So I did a draft budget, like how it would change if I got $58. $58 Travis Kelsey versus $28 Mark Andrew. Based, Mark Andrews. Sorry, Mark Andrews. Sorry, <laughs> S is important. It matters. <laughs> it's like when people call us Mark like uh justin marks it's like yeah. there's no, <laughs> there's no s, s on that <laughs> yes matters sorry mark andrews okay <laughs> um so i would have a max of ten dollars at the quarterback position which some people are going to lose their minds over but i normally don't spend a lot and that should be no surprise to our listeners i told you i don't spend a lot on quarterbacks running back i put fifty dollars rb2 $10. $50 for all running backs? No, oh, no, no. For no. your top. Okay. RB1, 50. Got it. RB2, 10. This is a 17. I started saying that. No, then, 16 position league. I started saying that in process that you were saying This RB2 is not next. a super flex. This would change if it was super flex. This sure. is just basic. Yeah. Um, I would spend up to $45 for a top wide receiver. My wide receiver, 10, would be at $10. 
my wide receiver, my wide receiver two would be at ten dollars. Obviously, I already said my tight end at fifty eight. My flex it leaves me at five dollars. This is a dicey. This is dicey. I've had to do this before though. I've yeah. done it and I've done fine. So everybody freaking out, it's fine. Kicker a <laughs> dollar. I put my defense at three just because. I can't put two. You can't spend two dollars unless you're going to be the jerk that bids on somebody's dollar defense, right? And if I nominate a defense, I, I normally am not going to get a top ten defense because people bid that up. But if I nominate somebody I want, somebody bids against me, I would bid again for three. Okay. So I just Got put three dollars out there. I like to spend a dollar on a defense. I can get one bench spot at two dollars, and the rest are all at a dollar. That that is probably terrifying for people that is six bench spots at a dollar i've done it before i've done just fine it just depends on who i'm going but i went for my key important players now on the flip side if i got mark andrews at 28 dollars, that drastically changes things i can go up to 15 dollars for a quarterback i would come down to 40 dollars for my wide receiver and my wide receiver two would get up to 15 40 dollars for my wide Oh, that was running backs. I am a mess today. <laughs> $40 for my wide receiver one, up to 15 for my wide receiver two, $28 for Mark Andrews, $15 in my flex position, whether that's running back or wide receiver. I did not break it down that way. I don't care. I do not. I like a balance of wide receivers and running backs when I draft, but I, I'm not normally paying attention to that. I draft on best available for the position and what works with my team versus, oh, I need a wide receiver next. $1 kicker, $1 defense, three $5 bench spots, one $4 bench spot, and three $1 bench spots. All right. That I don't know if that if anyone kept up with that. But <laughs> that is just showing you if they, I base it on my tight end. If they didn't, in today's day and age, that rewind 15-second or 10-second button, yeah. <laughs> whatever, it's really easy to I find. Didn't Just to, rewind like, and listen. spend 10 <laughs> minutes talking about this. But depending on what I get my tight end on, that's how I adjust my budget for my other players. And then let's say that I was going to spend up to 40 for an RB1, and I got a deal on him, and it's 35 Well, then I have $5 floating out there, so I could spend $5 more than my max on another position. Like, and I just kind of keep track of that as I'm drafting or bidding. Makes sense. So I'm going to go over mine really quickly. Mine's not going to be as in-depth as you went there. Oh, did I go too in-depth? No, you're, you're good. I'm thinking like, here, I'm just going to fly through this. You're good. <laughs> um, I started opposite of you, though. I started with what I would spend the least on. So kicker, $1. Defense, $1. Half a percent of your budget. I won't spend more than that. If somebody wants to bid the $2 on the defense, whatever, have them. Unless it's at the towards the end towards of the draft the and I don't mm-hmm. happen to have my defense yet rarely happens but it can happen quarterback I put 10 to 20 dollars that's including my starter and my backup that's not 10 to 24 the top mm-hmm. that's starter and backup so five to ten percent which leaves me with 178 dollars now I'm going to go into more of the why behind this later because we are going to talk more about the tight end position coming up. You kind of teased at it already. But if it's not Travis Kelsey, the top I will spend is $25. That includes starter and backup if I get a backup. $25. Not spending any more than that. And then I'm left with $153 to split between wide receiver and running back. It's interesting because you'll have a lot of people, well, running back's the most important position. Or you'll have people, running back doesn't matter anymore. I go zero RB and only 
take wide receivers to start with. The difference between the number one running back and the number 10 running back, almost exactly 100 points. The difference between the number one wide receiver and the number 10 wide receiver, 97 points. The the difference between your one and 10 doesn't matter whether it's running back or wide receiver. I think they're equally important. You want to try to get the best players you can. I have $73 towards wide receivers, $80 towards running backs. Now, sorry to interrupt you. What about the difference between the number like 10 running back and the number 10 wide receiver? Number 10 wide receiver was 207 points. Number 10 running back was 218. So you're looking at nine points. So it's pretty equal. It is pretty equal. Number one running back, 319 points. This is half PPR points. Number one, a wide receiver, 304. So 15 points there. So it's very close. And running backs have more. Yeah. Both of those. So it's very close. That's why I saw wide receiver, $73, running backs, 80. However, that part of my draft is what changes as the draft goes. Mm -hmm. Wide receivers, running backs fluctuate the most. Now, it's interesting to me that you lump positions together. Like, you'll spend $25 total on, did you say tight ends? Yeah. On tight ends. And for me, it's like, I'm going to get that top player. Sure. I'm going to go with it. Like, I'm going to spend this much on my top, and I'm going to get the top because I make sure that I do. And then it kind of changes like not the top. I get a top. Player. A top, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Same thing at quarterback. I don't say well because obviously I'm going to draft a backup tight end. I'm going to draft a backup quarterback, but I don't lump them together for the budget. It's that what's left over is oh, if this quarterback I have more value drafting him or getting him than going after this wide receiver, or this running back on my bench. I can spend up to five dollars on him. I can spend up to ten dollars on him. Right. I kind of do it that way. I don't yeah. put the positions together. I I do because you know and. You know, if I spend fifty, sixty dollars on a running back, mm-hmm. I have twenty to thirty left for the rest of my running backs. Or maybe I get my top running back that I wanted for forty, or maybe not even that I wanted. Maybe a guy goes way too high, so the next option I get is forty dollars. Well, then the rest of them I have forty extra dollars to play with. That's just kind of how I've always approached my drafts. I just buy position. Don't go over X budget, and and it will. I mean, if you go over by a couple bucks, it happens. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, the nice thing about that is, if I draft two quarterbacks early on, and I've only spent twelve dollars, I know. Oh, now I can reallocate that twenty dollars I maybe had towards the other positions. We're very different. <laughs> and I don't think any approach is wrong no, or right. You got to find out what I works for you. I usually spend everything. We're talking way too much on this. <laughs> This is a big one, but it, it is a big one. But um, I usually end up with I'm drafting a couple one dollar players. You sometimes I end up you with end too up much with like left. okay, well you could have spent more and gotten a better player. So it's just interesting. We determined last year that I am a I am a cheap ass. You so. are a cheap ass, <laughs> and I would rather not. And I think you that strategy is changing up. this year. Yeah, I think you messed up somewhere. If you walk away with ten dollars left of your budget, you. Where could that ten dollars have gone? <laughs> or last year, I believe it was the Rumble when I walked away with thirty to forty dollars. I was so pissed. Yeah, so pissed. But it it was just that I wouldn't bid higher on certain players, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, shit. There's nobody left worth spending that money on. You walked away with twenty percent oh, of I, your budget. I was pissed. Don't don't get me you wrong. You drafted I know I fucked wrong. It up. This is just a disclaimer and announcement to all of our listeners. If you walk away with twenty percent of your budget, 
what the hell were you doing? <laughs> Spend your money. Get the good players. You missed out on players if you walk away with 40 bucks. I understand that I messed it up. I get I get that. I know I messed up in that league. It is what it is. I've learned from it. I'm better because <laughs> of it. Yeah, this year you're going to see it, things are going to be different for me this year. I you know, I've we've both done fantasy football for a long time, mm-hmm. but in talking in depth about pretty much every subject we can talk about when it comes to auction drafts, it like, makes you think about things differently. It does, 100%. It puts different things in a perspective. It changes your opinions on things. It's crazy because, yeah, yeah, we've been doing it for over 10 years. And then doing this show with everyone, it's just really changed yeah. how I view strategies for drafting preparation. But this next thing mm-hmm. will never change, right? It won't. The third commandment of auction league fantasy football is nominate a top player that you don't want. Classic. It is. It's classic (laughs) because think about the strategy there. You know, like let's say you don't want Devontae Adams and he's still out there. He hasn't been nominated when it comes around. He's in number two wide receiver. Number two. Number two. Nominate him and let everybody go into a bidding war over him get other people's budgets gone. Don't nominate some third string wide receiver that you don't want him. Well, nobody else wants him either. And nobody's going to spend money. Like, do you know what I mean? Get people's budgets gone. Yeah. Keep your budget, your cap there so that you have more money than other people. Right. Yeah. I mean, your idea is to drain their budget so that you get guys Mm -hmm. for less um, other people. That so, is something I always watch when we're drafting. I watch where people's budgets are going. Yeah. And I'm looking like, who could outbid me here? Right. Who could outbid me if I nominate him? And I like to put myself in a position if possible. It's not always possible if I'm spending $58 on Travis Kelsey <laughs> to have the most budget out there left so that I know I can get any player I want. So if you refuse to spend that on a tight end, you say there's no way I'm going to spend over $50 for a tight end. Nominate Travis Kelsey right away. Mm-hmm. Nominate him. Same with Patrick Mahomes. If you don't want to spend Make me sweat. The- yeah. Make me stress out in our leagues. <laughs> Nominate <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Now, my only caveat to this is make sure it is somebody that people are going to bid on. Last year, I nominated Miles Sanders. I thought, and it worked out for me. I'm not complaining, but I thought, okay, I'm going to nominate Miles Sanders, you know, uh, take some of people's money. Nobody bid against me. I got Miles Sanders for a dollar. I'm not complaining because he did very well. But it well. made you question. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> right. <laughs> because his projected value was around 20 bucks. You, The projections do mean something, but just sometimes they don't, It depends I guess. on your league. It does. It really depends on your league. Yep. The next one, I feel like you should say it because this is totally you. <laughs> um, you you kind of are the, the queen of this after your team name was bye week nine. Mm-hmm. Do not worry about your bye week. Don't pay attention to it. You start focusing on that. It'll impact your draft in ways that it doesn't need to. Don't worry about it. I ended a draft with six players in bye week nine one year. Had several in by week seven, I think, too, in the same league. Like, it doesn't matter. I did just fine. I made it to the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it doesn't because it's one week. Mm-hmm. One week will rarely make or and break it. You should be able to set yourself up. Like, I planned for that. I knew that week was coming. Yeah. And things change, too. Players don't do as you expect them to. Right. Like, 
Yeah, with injuries, mm-hmm. um, people under and overperforming, you can't focus on the bye weeks when you're drafting. It's too early no, to think about on that. on the player. And if you are, like, tripping balls that you have six players in bye week nine <laughs> when it comes to it, then you still have good players that you can use for trades. You excuse, can trade. Excuse me. What is tripping balls? <laughs> I don't know. What, where did that come from? If you're stressing out. <laughs> <laughs> tripping on your balls, stress you out? It would me. I wouldn't um, know. <laughs> <laughs> it would me. No, I, the only thing I would say is, you know, we have these teams that have bye week 14s now, or mm-hmm. 13s or 14s. Sometimes your playoffs are hitting then. I'm in a league where playoffs are week 14. Yeah. Don't have everybody on week fourteen. <laughs> um, that bit me in the ass when the Bears had uh, a bye week late, and I had Justin Fields. And it's like I'm pushing for the playoffs, and now my quarterback is on a bye week. So, so that part you wouldn't want too many people on. A bye you week. wouldn't. But so there's a good point there. But you would still, don't you agree? You, would plan, you could, yeah. You could plan for that. You could. Oh, no, sure. I'm going to trade this person. I drafted this person. He's a very, like fantasy relevant person people are going to want to trade me for him yeah and you have that like yeah makes sense i i shouldn't let you take that one because i know you're passionate about this next one too but i'm gonna say it i learned it from you invest in a premium tight end i think it's extremely important because the talent pool for tight ends is minimal like it's you have travis kelsey through mark andrews i think Taysom hill is a good He's he's the outlier yeah but he's not the same quality tight end as Mark Andrews. There's a big difference between oh, yeah. number four and number five. I like Taysom Hill. He's a very versatile player. He can get you unexpected points when he's the quarterback on the team. But if you can plan it and make it work, it's important to get one of the top four tight ends. He's like getting an ace in a hand of blackjack, but not actually having blackjack. Very versatile. <laughs> <laughs> to quote your dad, I hate those hands personally, but he has always said it's very versatile. Just to break that down a little bit, I teased that I was going to do this. Travis Kelsey, we said $58, mm-hmm. right? The number two tight end from last year was TJ Hawkinson. He's going for $22. That's his projected value. Wow, that's a big difference. Travis Kelsey had 90 more points. Mm-hmm. Than this the tight is end the di- the difference is the difference between getting the number one running back 90. and the number ten running back. That is the difference between the number one yeah. tight end and the number two tight end. Ninety points. Ninety points. That makes or breaks a season. A hundred and seven more than tight end four Mark Andrews. Yes, that is a huge deal in your that. That's why you want to invest in a premium tight end because that ninety points. We're just going to get in so many fights, this, these drafts. I know. It, a lot of our leagues I, are contract leagues. I made you leagues. realize that yeah. I'm correct on this. Well, especially when it comes to him. And a lot mm-hmm. of our leagues are contract leagues, but in leagues he's not contracted, this is going to get ugly. I think we 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 draft in separate rooms of the house. I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> over the like. You're making me nervous. I might Justin, need to go you draft are not in the my shop. Competition for tight ends. You are, have never been my competition there before. And look at look at my arms. I have goosebumps. <laughs> Ninety Thinking points. about the arguments that we are going to get into gonna... and how upset one of us is going to be at the other person <laughs> around draft time. 
I'm gonna draft in 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 our shop building. Completely different say, building. It's not different rooms. This is gonna need to be different buildings. You need to go to go to somebody else's house and draft. Yeah. <laughs> we'll still probably be on speakerphone yelling at each other. Ninety points <laughs> like, though. Oh my god. That is insane when yes. I saw that. Ninety points. And that's why this matters this this isn't just winning your draft this is winning your season now there's only four of them and if you're in a 12 person league six people are not (laughs) going to get one of those top four unless somebody doesn't listen to us and somebody i've drafted two top five tight ends before i have to interrupt you yes because you just did some terrible math there you said there are only four of them if you're in a 12 person league i said a 10 person you said 12 i did not Roll it back. No, I'm not going to roll it back right now, but I promise you, you said 12. But in a 10-person league, really? yes, okay, there's in a six. In a 12-person, though. It's even it... worse. <laughs> in a 12-person, eight people don't get that top five. <laughs> Shut up. I swear I said roll 10. Roll it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys can listen, and maybe I was wrong. We'll see. Well, I'm going to listen to... Like, after we get through this, I am going back to whatever... <laughs> write this minute down. Okay. All right. Write I it will. down, because I am... I said 10. <laughs> What's next? Because this is what we're going to end up doing. Don't get caught up in a bidding war. Unless it's, is the caveat, unless it's Travis Kelsey? Well, is that the one here's outlier? what this means, though. <laughs> we need to talk about what this really means. You really want a player and you're in a bidding war and you just keep going. And before you know it, you've spent $70 on Travis Kelsey and your budget is fucked. Yeah. That's what this means. It doesn't mean don't get in bidding words. Don't get caught up in it or you lose your ability to be rational and logical about what you're paying for that player. You're going to have bidding wars because everybody's bidding on the players. But yes. goes back to uh, plan your draft budget by position. Mm-hmm. If you get in that bidding war and all of a sudden you're at $110 in running backs because you got in two stupid bidding wars and you didn't know when to quit. You're in trouble. Sorry. The dog is trying to cover herself with the blanket. It's folded up. Hold and on. she is struggling, and it's really funny. I, I don't know if she's trying to cover herself or her collar. We paused the... Well, we didn't pause the podcast. We cut out the dead air while Miranda went and covered her for her. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say on don't get well, caught up on a bidding war? because I think I heard a firework. Oh, is that what she's... Yes. Okay, got and it. And it's really important for her to be hidden from the world when there are fireworks. Yes. Down. True. Did you have anything else on get caught? Don't get caught up in a bidding war because otherwise I'll go on to the next one, which when we originally did our show, we renamed this or we just said this could also be named. Don't be a dick. Don't bid people up or at least be cautious. You were offended because you said I called you a dick because you do bid people up. I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I And you wonder why people do it to you I and know. you complain when people do it to Karma. you. <laughs> um, no, because... <sighs> If you're doing it, you have to be cautious. You have to be cautious, and I am. I've gotten stuck with players, but usually I'm doing it on a good player that I wouldn't be upset about if I got. And that's what Um, Yeah. And it's because we, this is, here's the thing. We know people so well in some of our leagues that I know (laughs) that people are going to go crazy for Brock Purdy or Brees Hall because they're Iowa State players. Right. Yeah. So there's that. No, it makes sense. Um, (laughs) Know your league. That helps a lot. That's not one of our commandments. But if you know your league, even if you can just get some feelers. Think of Cody Zeeb, who's in 200 leagues. How many leagues? Is it 60 or 200? He said 70. 
You but said 200. It feels, to me, <laughs> 70 and 200, there's no difference because I don't know how you keep up with it. You, there's no, It's not possible to intimately know your league members <laughs> in those when you're in that many. Maybe Cody does. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is a Well, super... maybe not intimately, but maybe he at least knows their <laughs> fantasy football desires. I mean intimate on like a, I know who your preferences are for fantasy football. Oh, Justin. okay. Okay. That kind of intimate. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you got next? I mean, I do know you intimately. Yes. And you're in a lot of my leagues. Yeah, you know, don't tell people we share cooties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This next one, this is really one, this is one for you mostly, but I kind of agree. It can be helpful. You want me to say it? No, I'm going to say it. Because last Cause you year just... you disagreed and then the next episode you're like, oh, I kind of agree. Let the record show. I know. Wishy-washy. This is mine. I'm going to take it. <laughs> Draft your kicker and your defense early. Yes. I like to get them out of the way. But if you know you're only going to spend a dollar on them, it doesn't matter. I guess that's true. It doesn't matter. However. I, I guarantee you, you it early on when people have a lot of money, you're never going to get the kicker or the defense. Like you're not going to. Uh, nothing makes me angrier <laughs> than when people bid up a kicker because you never should spend more than a dollar on it. I shouldn't yeah. say nothing makes me angrier. We broke that down last year, and the difference between the number one kicker and like the number twenty was two points a game. Yeah. That's it. That's but anyways, it. yeah, go on. <laughs> nothing makes you angrier. I, I should, and I was saying, I, sh- I won't say nothing makes me angrier. Cue my dad bidding two dollars on the kicker he nominated. <laughs> Randy, <laughs> I'm already yelling at you, and we're already even <laughs> drafting. No, because I shouldn't, nothing, it's not nothing makes me angrier, but it makes me angry. It makes you angry. I've heard you be like, like <laughs> oh, throw I know. a pen because somebody put I've, $2 I've on I've gone kicker. three kicker <laughs> nominations in a row before I get my kicker because people have bid me up. It's you like, want to make Justin you angry? <laughs> you know his first nomination is going to be a kicker every time. This is why I... Uh, <laughs> End up with thirty some dollars because I'm too focused well, on my kicker. The reason that th- that <laughs> happens too is because by your third kicker nomination, somebody's like, "Oh, well, I should probably get one of the top kickers," <laughs> right? Because people don't realize there's not much of a point difference among kickers. I'm just going to nominate a bottom one. I'm doing a different strategy, guaranteed <laughs> to get him or guaranteed to make somebody overpay for a kicker that's yes. not good. Um, well, $2 is overpaying for a kicker. I know. I agree. <laughs> Speaking of nominations, don't nominate your handcuffed until you need your to. Your handcuffed? Your handcuff. I thought you said I cuffed. S- I don't think I did, but maybe I did. Don't nominate your handcuff until you need to. What do I mean by that? Here's what I mean. You just drafted Jonathan Taylor as your first running back. Then it comes back to your next nomination, and you nominate his backup? Everybody knows you're going to pay for that backup. Oh, he just got Jonathan Taylor. He's going to want this player, and they're going to bid you up. Don't let them do that. Wait till towards and, the end. And if you're not going to wait till towards the end, wait a few nominations at least so that people forget you drafted Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But really, yeah, I, I wouldn't. If you want to get your handcuff, don't nominate him early yeah. and draw attention to that. You're not going to be happy. You're going to overpay. Not a good situation. Agreed. In our 10th commandment, which Justin really needs to listen to <laughs> is don't be afraid to spend your money. Even if you're like me and the last couple players that you're drafting on your bench, you're spending a dollar on. It's okay. You'll do fine. Spend your money, get the players that you have budgeted for 
and that you can get. And as your budget fluctuates and you have more money for certain positions, spend it because you don't want to be like, well, I have $5 left over. And if I had bid an extra $5 on Jamal Williams, I could have had him. I would have won the bid or something like that. And then yeah. you could have had Jamal Williams and yeah. you didn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the ones for me was Gabe Davis. I, I, I wouldn't spend extra on him last year. Turns out it didn't matter because he didn't have a like superior year. Yeah, you were re- you walked away from that draft upset, pissed because especially about Gabe Davis. Yeah, just because he went for so high, and then I ended up with some money, and it's like I could have got him. Now he finishes the twenty seventh wide receiver, so maybe it's good that I didn't spend over thirty dollars mm-hmm. for him. But I was pissed at the time for sure. Yes. One more thing on that as well is. Think about how many waivers you put in every year during your fantasy football season. And who are you putting to drop? Usually the people you pay a dollar for. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to have five or six dollar players because it's just going to make them easier to be like, eh, this guy, I only paid a dollar for him. Mm-hmm. I'm fine dropping and him. with how things went last year especially, and there's been so many changes in the NFL this offseason, so many trades, it's crazy. But we saw so many players become top 10 that were waiver wire people. Yeah. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Dan Jones. Just for quarterbacks. I mean, if you think about just quarterbacks, yeah. there's two so of them. Geno Smith. You're going to want, like, that's why you need to listen to us all season when yeah. we cover the waiver wires every week. Because it's. I think it's really important to be engaged in the waivers and to be picking up key players who are performing every week 100 percent, especially i think that affects quarterbacks and tight ends more than it does running backs and wide receivers because you know if you didn't get travis kelsey through mark andrews you didn't get one of the top four you didn't get Taysom hill you might drop your tight end every week picking up the tight end off of the waivers yeah tight ends number five six seven eight and 11, we either gave out as sleeper candidates and or waiver wire pickups before they went big, before they started up the ranks, or when they were rostered in less than 50% of the leagues. That, I mean, I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but that's a reason to listen to old-fashioned football in our waiver pickups. We got you covered, people. That's right. Now, we went through our Ten Commandments. We do have some addendums. We have addendum A and B right now. It reminds me of being at work, looking at client business rules here addendums so reminds me of my three months as a contract analyst (laughs) it was more than three months but (laughs) all right i had this as a commandment last year we moved it to an addendum i think there's going to be a lot of disagreements but i think like for me specifically when i budget towards a tight end i cannot spend a lot of money on a quarterback because i won't take away budget from my wide receiver and my running backs. So I always say, don't go crazy on a quarterback. I never go crazy on a quarterback. I've been fine. So I agree with this. I don't go crazy on a quarterback, but right now, Patrick Mahomes is going for $46. That's Mm -hmm. his projected. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. But what's the difference between Mahomes and Josh Allen in points last year? 16 is the only difference. But okay. Allen is still at $40. All right. Try, take a guess at the difference between 
number one, Mahomes, and number five last year, Geno Smith. In points. 30. 114. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 114 <laughs> points to go for your top quarterback instead of who ended up the fifth. He was 44 points above the third, which was Jalen Hurts. He was 59 above the fourth, which was Joe Burrow. Then 114 above the uh, the fifth, which was Geno Smith. Now, the difference between number five, Geno Smith, and number 10, which happened to be Jared Goff, only 20 points. But Patrick Mahomes is that much above everybody else, which is crazy. I'd be curious. This is just me thinking about seeing the success of a league that had Mahomes and Travis Kelsey but no budget for your top wide receivers and running backs yeah. to see because you would gu- be guaranteed to have 200 points more than everybody. Than everybody. Yeah. To end your season with. Right. What you do in between there, but I just wonder what you could get. Are they going to have any regression, do you think? Mahomes is not. Don't think he'll regress mm-hmm. any. I don't see Travis. Mm-mm. Last year was mm-hmm. his best statistical year. So, I mean I say they have they have another year. They just have another. They have to. What's crazy to me is um, Mahomes was fourth in 2021. Josh Allen was the first. And Mahomes was fourth in 2020. Josh Allen was the first. So that was the first time in the past three years that Mahomes has been the first. But what's crazy to me is they got rid of Tyreek Hill. And people, including myself, thought, oh, he's going to take a step back. He got better. It's insane. He's he's he was warming up, guys. So I agree. Don't spend on a quarterback, but I can't blame you if you spend on Patrick Mahomes. I just I just like I said, I'd be curious to see if you had a top four and Mahomes. I don't think that you can go. I don't think you can do, though. I don't know how you do it. I don't think you can get premium tight end and Patrick Mahomes and still do. okay. but. On or your still other positions, yeah. yeah. I don't know. If you had that last year and you're listening, um, let us know. If you had Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, let us know like your Who total Who are your points. top wide receivers and your top running backs? Yeah, yeah, that too. And how'd you do in your league? Yep. And the last addendum, if it's your first time doing an auction league, I'm going to let you know right now, players are going to go quickly. Bidding is going to be fast. Don't get overwhelmed. If it's your first time, don't get overwhelmed. I'm thinking. The wheels are just turning up here. <laughs> If we weren't doing an auction league and we were doing a snake draft, you totally could get Mahomes and Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Together. It's the auction. And still get top wide receivers and running backs. This is why I say auction drafts are king because it's just a completely different strategy. Completely different. Are we doing any? We have one snake draft. Yeah. You better hope I don't snipe you. (laughs) You need to follow up on the commissioner in that league. Yeah. Yeah. First time commissioner. Do you have anything else to add to our Ten Commandments? We didn't go over Addendum B. What do you mean? I just said it. You did? Yes. (laughs) You said if it's your first time, don't get overwhelmed? Yes, I was waiting for you to say that's what she said, and instead you said, oh, I'm sorry, the wheels are turning here. (laughs) (laughs) I was totally spacing. I'm so sorry. I was. I was thinking about... I was just thinking about my dream team of Mahomes and Kelsey together. (laughs) Do you listen to anything I say? (laughs) Oh, and Jamal Williams. I could get Jamal Williams in that. 
Because um, I think I'm higher on him. That reminds me. Two headlines. <laughs> Alvin Kamara pleaded no contest. That does not mean, and the charges were dropped. That doesn't mean the NFL won't punish him. They have in the past. When that case has come up, they're going to do their own internal investigation. But it is a step forward for him. And then I uh, unfortunately closed my... Oh, here it is. Per Pro Football Talk and NBC Sports, Saquon Barkley was uh, offered a contract worth $13 million a year, including $26 million over the first two years, and uh, he did not accept it. Rumor is he's looking to get the around Christian McCaffrey money, which was sixteen million. Oh my gosh, that's not going to happen. Sixteen million per year, and Barkley's availability for Week One against the Dallas Cowboys will be in serious question if he does not receive a long-term deal. So, if you draft Saquon Barkley, do not draft his handcuffed right away. Spread it out a little <laughs> bit because everybody's going to bid you up. <laughs> it's always nerve-wracking drafting a player who's in a holdout. Because we've had players, yeah, in the it's time to draft, and they're really good, and they're in a holdout, and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I was just going to say, I had seen some other headlines. I didn't note them down, and I almost don't want to say this next one because I feel like I have a certain uncle who's going to give me crap. Rogers was in the news. <laughs> of course he was. He's always in the news. But it wasn't like what you were thinking. Um, oh. Apparently he's amping up the Jets locker room. Oh, yeah. In practice. And the energy on that team is higher than it's ever been. And there is so much optimism. And the team is just like they want – they think they're going to win it all. And while I disagree, that kind of energy um, does do something for performance. How many years did – did Rodgers start for the Packers? Hmm. I don't know. A long time. <laughs> 15 as the 15. starting quarterback. I was going to say 12. How many amped up teams did that win the Super Bowl with Rodgers? One. One. But I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the Jets team. <laughs> I know. Aaron Rodgers out of it. They're I understand. I just. Uh... About having Rodgers. They're practicing better. There's just. It's they have some good stuff going on there. Until he has one of his pissy moments and makes him angry. He's not pissy yet. (laughs) Not yet. It's all fresh. Give it time. Give it time. Justin, we need to talk about the Jets players and get everybody to draft the Jets. Oh, yeah. Draft the Jets. (laughs) Brandon's favorite team. He'll probably have all their quarterbacks. (laughs) Should we talk some whiskey? Yes. We haven't gotten to whiskey yet. No. And I've, I've been looking at this. And wanting to try it. So you talk, and I'm going to taste. No. Oh, no. I was going to flip it on you. All right. I can Only do that. because you did all the research. You've been so excited about this whiskey. I have. And you did the research for us this week. So I was going to let you all right. talk I, about what you discovered. I'll go through and this. I'm going to sit back and try it. spiel <laughs> I wrote down. Penelope Bourbon Barrel Strength Toasted Series. As we said, it's the Rocky Mountain Select. This is 115 proof, barrel proof, and this is batch 87. For the Toasted Series, Penelope takes their signature four-grain bourbon, and after full maturation, after it matures in charred new American oak barrels, they finish it in new freshly toasted barrels, and each batch is custom and different and has a unique flavor, so you can't find a flavor profile on their site like everything else, which is fine because we've stopped kind of looking at uh, flavor profiles and doing our own. It's distilled in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, which uh, 
buy MGP ingredients, which also, they own a lot of distilleries that make Ezra Brooks, Minor Case Rye, The Quiet Man, Yellowstone, Remus Bourbon, and many, many more spirits. So Penelope Bourbon, I thought this was interesting. It was created to celebrate the birth of a child. In 2018, the founder, Mike Palladini, and his wife, Carrie, found out they were going to have a girl, and they named her Penelope. To commemorate, Mike quickly realized he wanted to create a spirit that embodied the daily joy of life's pleasures, both big and small. He teamed up with his childhood friend and neighbor, convenient, Danny Paulus, Plice, I'm sorry, Danny, if I said your name wrong, and they set out to produce a bourbon that everybody could appreciate and enjoy, and just like a child would be born, so was their company. Today, Penelope is sold in over 27 states nationwide and four countries. And uh, I'm guessing it had a little kick to it by the face you gave. My eyes are watering. Oh, man. <laughs> did you smell first to get your palate ready? I, I did. I even With your open, mouth open? Open mouth smelled it, Justin. I French smelled it. French smelled it. <laughs> That's our new name for that. Um, I want to kind of go over some. Penelope has a lot of uh, products that I did not realize. So their core series that you can... If Penelope sold in your state, you can find their four grain whiskey bourbon, their Penelope Architect, which is their bourbon finished in French oak staves, the barrel strength, and then the toasted bourbon. They also have limited series, which is called Cooper series, which is named for their son Cooper, which include Rio, which takes their bourbon and does a double cask finish of American oak and American honey, not oak, American honey and Brazilian oak. They have a rose, ca- rose, not rose. Gosh dang, I'm I'm great at reading. They have a rose <laughs> cask finish. It didn't have the How little thing you? over it, so I just rose read rose. Cask, huh? <laughs> yeah, like just a barrel of we're roses. We're gonna empty our cask of roses here, and we're gonna put this bourbon in it. They have the <laughs> Valencia, which explores the marriage of different cask finishes with their bourbon, which and has influences from the coasts of Spain. The Tojaki, which is finished in different wine casks. They also have other limited series, which include Barrel Strength, Private Select, a Toasted Rye, an American Light Whiskey, and then, of course, one that we did not name because it is a super special one, the mm-hmm. Barrel Strength Toasted Series Rocky Mountain Select. What did you taste? I'm going to take a taste and let me know. Justin, yeah. it is strong. So I am just, I know it's it tastes like a good bourbon, okay? It's smooth but it has burn i didn't get the burn until i swallowed no burn the, it's the front. swallowing it's when you swallow you get i it swallowed right and throat. my eyes watered <laughs> just right and in my throat though i didn't feel it down did you no yeah just right in the right throat in the you get the heat the sorry we gotta gotta start calling it heat I forget. It's Not the heat. burn. It didn't burn me. It does burn, but it's the heat. It's the heat. Okay. I think that's how distillers um, like it. That's how they like it, Justin. I, I'm a 90 proof girl. Okay. I like my 90 proofs. This is 115 proof, and it's very strong. It really much stands out in our old fashioned, which I will yeah. talk about in a little bit because I made it special. Yeah. And it has a very pleasant oak finish mm-hmm. like it's been a minute since i've tasted it and i can still taste like a very i don't know how to describe the oak taste but it's different it's, it's toasted it's toasted oak but it's yeah. very nice it, it's a strong oak taste too mm-hmm. but good the smell i get a oak and almost caramel i was gonna say vanilla Vanilla, caramel, yes. And the taste, it's a little I get, sweet. It is vanilla. You're yeah. right. I get a hint of vanilla with the taste too. Oak and vanilla. 
You're but right. It, it is absolutely vanilla, like a creamy vanilla mm-hmm. smell. And in the the oak, it is different because it's that toasted oak. It's not a bad different. It's just it's not you're drinking a whiskey. And you're like, oh, I get the oak from it. It, it that toasted does something mm-hmm. different to it when it finishes in the like toasted vanilla barrels. ice cream. Tastes, yeah. it tastes like vanilla oh, ice cream. I bet this oak. would be good on vanilla ice mm-hmm. cream. That's what I was just thinking. With this proof, it would be. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, it tastes like vanilla ice cream towards the front of your mouth and oak towards the back. I know that's a weird description, but that's what I taste. <laughs> vanilla in the front, oak, oak in the in back. Oak in the back. <laughs> I'm done. Trying to, f- <laughs> trying to figure out what else I just got. I just got something else from it, too. But I don't... I don't know what it was. There's a little spice there. Take a drink and then go, and tell me what you taste on your breath. Or do you want me to do that in your face and you can tell? No. <laughs> I'm not not sniffing your breath, Justin. It's a hard pass. <laughs> There's something else there that I can't quite put my finger on. It's a little bit of a charred taste. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't like know. this. It's good. It is good. It's just very strong. And the heat at the back of the throat that is not in my... It's just weird. It stay, it's staying there now. I've drank this whole sample, and the heat is just staying at the back of my throat. I like... So I like trying uh, barrel-strength whiskeys. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily... They don't always become a go-to. I have two things mm-hmm. I like them for. I think barrel-strength... A high-proof whiskey really complements a cigar. Mm-hmm. I like having a strong whiskey with my cigar because if you don't have a strong whiskey, that tobacco and cigar flavor will take over. If you have a strong whiskey, it won't, in my opinion, when you're pairing them. And then mixing. Putting this in the old-fashioned, it really stood mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Just your face is like you're on no, fire. No, because no. <laughs> my sinuses are clearing now. Well, that's good. They're <laughs> good is, for that too. Three this is a medicinal. <laughs> this is a medicinal whiskey. It is really good. I bet I'm it would not be saying great it's not... in a hot toddy. Yes, yeah. that a hot toddy. Um, I, I do like it though. This has very good flavor. I made our old fashions very unique and this overpowered the uniqueness of our old fashioned. Like not overpowered, like it stood out more. Yeah. You can't really, our old fashioned is good, but I don't know if it's good because necessary. like I don't think that what I put in our old fashioned is standing out compared to the whiskey. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I get it. It's, like, what do you taste in our old-fashioned? Well, my old-fashioned is gone. I drank it fairly quick. You did. <laughs> during our pre-meeting discussion. I still have a little bit left. Yeah. During our pre-meeting discussion, I drank mine a little fast. So, either I need bigger old-fashioned no, or I, I guess, need to pace myself. But Now, after trying this, after trying this meat I, for the first time, I taste the different flavors in our old-fashioned that I put in it. Okay. Gotcha. No, I I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the hype I thought it would be TBD because I, I need to try it again sometime I feel like I think we also need to get not barrel strength no no the barrel strength is what that's I had the hype. hype yes toasted barrel strength that's yeah. the hype I thought but I still like I like to try but yeah the, toasted, the regular like their their regular toast is 90 to proof very good too 90 proof and compare it to the 100 proof. Sure. We did it the same way with um, Burning Chair. Yeah. We did the 120 proof first, and then we went to the Burning... like, And then we tried Burning Chair months later Yeah, 90 proof. Or it's not... It's, it's around 90 proof. Right. <laughs> and I had more appreciation for the higher proof afterwards. 
at first the higher proof was very just too strong for me mm -hmm. so anyway Ooh, when you let it sit in your mouth that you get a lot of vanilla you probably can't let it sit i am i crazy for can you let it sit in your mouth is it's it gone. too it's gone here try a little mine let it sit in your mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the power of suggestion. Tell me you don't get a little hint of a tobacco leaf. And yes, I said tobacco. Or is that just the chard that my mind is going to tobacco? It's chard, Justin. It's chard. Okay. I told you. Chard. Yeah. Something chard. Maybe it is. A cigar can be chard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like this one. I'm excited to try it again. Sometimes with stronger proofs, kind of like you were saying, compare them with their regular proof and uh, go back to them. Mm -hmm. But I do like it. Penelope, if you get a chance to try the, the barrel strength or the toasted bourbon or the barrel strength toasted mm -hmm. bourbon, I highly recommend it. Miranda, you alluded to the old fashioned you made kind of special. I did. Why don't you talk I about that a little bit? I don't think I ever... I normally, on our show... Don't make our old fashions the same. <laughs> we should probably start sharing how we make them because I like to get artsy in the kitchen, as your dad says. Artsy fartsy. Artsy fartsy yeah. in the kitchen. Um, yeah, that could be a tweet or once we have an Insta. Artsy fartsy? No, 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 no. Oh. no. <laughs> this week's recipe. You could write yeah. it down. We could tweet it. Um, and it could be an Insta mm -hmm. thing and we are going to be going live. That way you could make it right along with us if you wanted to. I always do the same ratios of everything, but I, I switched it up. Ratio. Ratios. Ratio is, a, that's a big thing on Twitter. Did you know that? You no. comment ratio on, I don't even know what it means, but anyways, okay. go on. Anyway, <laughs> um, instead of a sugar cube, I did, um, when we were in Colorado the beginning of the month, end of june beginning yeah beginning of the month um while we were in morrison after our red rocks concert we went to the next morning we went to some of the shops in morrison morrison is a really cute town i never been in morrison before we walked around some of the little shops there and one place was just a me place there was like <laughs> containers of like dried herbs and they when you walk in they served you like they had tea in this big mason jar dispenser that they brewed like an iced tea and they sampled it and we actually ended up buying the tea that they were sampling in the store that day but they also had a bunch of simple syrups that had herbs in them and one of the ones we bought um it's meadowland si simple syrup which i was thinking okay it's maybe more local because a lot of the things in there were locally made but this is actually from bend oregon which we've been in bend we have um but it's, you know, pure cane sugar, water, and then there's meadow sweet, red clover, honeysuckle, and cornflower that is, like, infused in this simple syrup. But I use that, um, so kind of an herbal, floral, simple syrup. And then I just did orange bitters today. I wanted the orange. We do not – it's orange gate season. We, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. We didn't have any oranges today. So I definitely, I kind of probably put a couple extra dashes of orange bitters than I normally would have. Even our fridge oranges looked a little sketch. We do. Well, we have candied oranges. I don't always use them. Oh, yeah. we have, de we had dried oranges. The dehydrated. I mm -hmm. thought about that, but it's all good. I forgot about that. Because if this was so strong, I tasted it. I always taste as I'm making to make sure it's good. I did put a couple drops of Bordeaux cherry juice and a Bordeaux cherry in the mix. Manhattan, since we didn't have an orange. I have to have a piece of fruit in my... In your what? Old-fashioned. 
That, I said Manhattan. You did. Justin that barrel strength late. is getting <laughs> to Miranda. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very good. You made a good old-fashioned. That simple syrup is good in it, as is the Penelope. Mm-hmm. Mer, next week we're going to be talking about how to determine who to keep in your keeper leagues, plus some other fantasy football information. Make sure you come back and join us tomorrow, though. Because like Miranda said, we got 10th Mountain Whiskey from Vail, Colorado, on for an interview, a tasting, a review. They have a very interesting story. I'm excited to talk with them. Do you have anything else? It'll be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. And as I'm sure you are, that'll be released tomorrow evening. Do you have anything else to add? No. Make sure you ask us your questions, especially if it involves keepers, since we're talking about that next week. How's your old-fashioned over there? Gone. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old Fashioned Football.